0: DeAndre Hopkins is a free agent, but will he be spotted at Logan Airport over the weekend? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast.
1: You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the Lockdown Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well, at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, thank you for joining me here today to help close the week in style. As always, a special shout out to all of you Locked On everydayers out there. What can I say? Another week, you still continue to join me for the ride here on Locked On Patriots. You make the pod possible. My unending appreciation to you. I'm honored and humbled, as always, by your support. But Patriots fans today on the pod, our good friend, the counter Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports, drops by to recap the week that was here in Patriots Nation. Controversy in the offseason workout program, an injury to a talented but injury-prone linebacker, and in the addition of a new tight end. So stay locked in, because Murph and I are ready to give you the week in review here In just a moment. But first, even though visions of former Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins wearing a New England Patriots uniform had all but disappeared from our collective consciousness here in Patriots Nation, they may have just been slightly rekindled. Yeah, that's right. You heard that correctly, folks. That is former Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, because the Cards announcing on Friday that they were releasing the star right wideout allowing him to sign with another team. And even though Arizona still had the ability to move DeAndre via trade before the NFL's transaction deadline before p.m. Eastern on Friday, that did not happen. The release becomes official on Tuesday, May 30th. And let the games begin, folks. Uh, Now, even though New England remained on the sidelines regarding any trade negotiations, it was speculated that their interest in acquiring the five-time Pro Bowler was going to be peaked if Hopkins was going to be released by the team. And that appears to be the case. The Patriots are expected to be in on DeAndre. Now, how in? Well, let's examine it for a moment. During an April appearance on the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast, Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer reported that some teams believe that Arizona would ultimately release DeAndre Hopkins if they were unable to find a suitable trade partner. And the Cardinals were asking a pretty hefty asking price, folks. Initially seeking a second-round pick and an additional asset for the veteran wideout, maybe an NFL-ready player, maybe a couple of prospects. Who knows? But Arizona definitely dug their heels in and were looking for a pretty good return on investment. You can't necessarily blame them for that, but they also had to consider that if traded, DeAndre's new team was going to have to absorb salary cap hits of 19.45 million in 2023 and then 14.91 million in 2024. When you take that under account, and then you got DeAndre being on the wrong side of 30, and even apparently his recent suspension for banned substances, a lot of networks and a lot of outlets are reporting that that was indeed a factor. Teams just weren't willing to go there. So without a team having satisfied their asking price and Hopkins' obvious desire to continue his football journey elsewhere, the two sides decided to part ways. And I don't think it should come as any surprise the andre hopkins market is expected to be robust to say the least kansas city chiefs buffalo bills dallas cowboys baltimore ravens all among the most prominently mentioned to be in the mix of interested parties but the question here on this pod and all throughout the region is where does this leave the patriots well i start by going back to bert's comments from april and in my opinion what Burt Breer had to say at that point, I think still very accurate. He said, quote, I think this is a really complicated one. They haven't shown great interest. They really haven't been in it up to this point. If his market collapsed completely and he was cut or he was available for almost nothing and is willing to redo his contract, maybe we're talking about something else. Now, I know contractual obligations have lessened a little bit, but there is still that specter out there that the Patriots feel He's going to be priced out of them even on the open market. But the fact that they don't have to surrender any draft capital and all they really have to surrender is financial capital to get him, I think that's why their interest is going to increase over the course of the next few days. So in that vein, when it comes to the talent that they're getting from DeAndre Hopkins, the Patriots should absolutely have interest. DeAndre has been named to five all-pro teams throughout his 10-year career, top of 1,000 receiving yards mark in six of those seasons, 71 total touchdowns. In fact, some of Hopkins' greatest successes on a football field came while being coached by new Patriots offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien during their tenure with the Houston Texans. We discussed this on the pod before. All of you everydayers will remember this was a big topic of conversation right around free agency when the trade market was starting to heat up, even right around the draft. People were wondering whether or not Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins could coexist. Now, there's still a lot of people that will tell you that's going to be a contentious relationship, but recent reports have indicated that these two might be willing to work together. I think virtue lies in the middle. Probably still a little bit of ill feelings, but I don't think they're so bad that either side would refuse to work with the other. I think they can coexist. I think they can make it work. And I'm not going to lie to you, other potential suitors, maybe a better logistical, a better financial fit, for DeAndre Hopkins, but New England is able to offer something that no other team can. And that is the chance to play for coach Bill Belichick. We all know that there is a mutual love fest between Bill and DeAndre. Most recently, as last year, spoke glowingly about the ball skills of DeAndre Hopkins and really went up to him and says, I'm glad we only have to face you a couple of times, you know, throughout the years. This could be an interesting friendship if DeAndre decides that he wants to play for a top-flight coach. But don't forget, his demands also indicate that he wants to play with a top-flight quarterback, that he wants to be able to contend for a Super Bowl. I know all of us here in New England are trying to be as optimistic as we possibly can, but not sure DeAndre or maybe the national pundits see New England in that vein. It's going to have to be a big-time selling point, but the good thing that the Patriots do have on their side belichick still has that cachet at least when it comes to deandre hopkins and i think that could help tip the scales in their favor if some of these negotiations get close now the contractual obligations folks is going to be really where the patriots either have to win or lose this battle they've become less of an obstacle now that teams don't have to trade for him but financials are always a concern and The Patriots currently have a little bit excess of $13 million in available salary cap space. Tip of the cap, nod to the gods to my main man, Miguel, who always comes up with the accurate figures for me, and I appreciate that. Based on that, you would think that adding DeAndre Hopkins to the Foxborough fold is possible. Some creative fiscal management is going to have to be done, but the Pats can make it work. Now, do they do this? That's the big question. New England has already made some notable upgrades in their wide receiver core for 2023. I know that a lot of fans are not liking the upgrades they did make, but the Patriots did make some upgrades, especially to their pass catchers. I don't want to pigeonhole it and say it's just the wide receivers because I think the tight ends are going to be involved in that a little bit more, maybe even some receiving backs out of the backfield. But they've added Juju Smith-Schuster. They've added Mike Gusecki. The team has also added a couple of wideouts by the draft. Talented yet enigmatic is the best way that I can describe Keishon Butte. If he can work out, this kid has next-level talent. There's no question about that. It's just the only question that really remains with Keishon is can he put it all together and make it work on the field? And Demario Mario Douglas, a slot weapon that I expect could be a diamond in the rough for the New England Patriots draft class this season. So all of those pieces have been put into place to help make life easier for Mac Jones or whoever is starting for the quarterback position this year for your New England Patriots. But at that point, the Patriots have to ask themselves whether or not it's worth ponying up and paying some pretty good money to keep DeAndre Hopkins in the Foxborough fold for a year or maybe even beyond. That may be a tall task. But on the other side of that, the allure of adding Hopkins to a group of receivers in which he instantly becomes the top option. And I don't think anybody's going to argue that point. That may be too great to ignore. So over your holiday weekend, folks, definitely keep a sharp eye, because whether there is mutual interest in DeAndre Hopkins and the New England Patriots is a matter to be determined in short order. They face some stiff competition, but I'm telling you, there's a chance. And in that vein, our main man, Murph. He is green, he is mean, and he's ready to give Pat's Nation a piece of his mind. We're talking Patriots OTAs, that whole fiasco, why this is really a big nothing burger, folks, and the injury to linebacker Raekwon McMillan, and are you listening, Claire? Tight endage. We're going to talk the addition of Anthony Furkser. Maybe the Patriots' new tight end three, or maybe their new blocking tight end mixed with a little bit of H-back. We know that the NFL loves its 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. The Andre Hopkins onto this offense, folks. You might see a lot of 11 personnel, but there's still a big-time value in 12 personnel, the one back and the two tight ends. And when you can lean on players who can make big plays in the field while also blocking the C-gap in the run game, you're looking at a very valuable piece that could really help you when it comes to depth. Jury's still out on whether Anthony Ferkser can do that, but I'm telling you, he's better at that than is being advertised by a lot in the national and local media, and Murph is going to join me here in just a moment to talk the Patriots' pressing stories of the week when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Built, and if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise the taste i've got just the thing for you built bars built pups. built bars are healthy and they taste amazing i'm not exaggerating folks seriously they taste so amazing you're gonna think they're not good for you but they are you gotta try these i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar and they maintain amazing macros and what's even better is that they're healthy they're only 130 calories on average four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. We always tell you that your favorites are available by Built.com, and they still are. Visit Built.com for all of your favorites. But now you can go into your local Walmart, your local Sam's Club, and you can get a box of your specialty flavors there as well. Head into your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. And then, of course, if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, churro puff. Folks, you can thank me later. Don't delay. Do it today. Built.com or Sam's Club or Walmart, Built. You got to try this. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Don't forget, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And in that fashion, folks, we are closing the week in style exactly the same way we open it in style. The Count of Murphy Fisto, the legendary Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, joins me here today. Thank you for coming to me in friendship and for helping me
1: kick off this holiday weekend, Don Murph. Oh, happy holidays to everybody out there. A <laughs> salute to, to everybody um, mm. in the service department. You know, that just uh, amazing. When you said style, I started looking around. I wanted to see, you know, maybe my son or my wife was walking behind. <laughs> but no, it's just me, folks. It's just me. I Thanks told for you having before. me back, bud
0: styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying. Well, we kicked off last weekend with a woo. I'm not going to do that again, but anytime you get to throw in the Ric Flair quotes and start off a show that way, you got to love it. Murph, let's just talk about the news of the day, the news of the week with the New England Patriots. Uh, This is festering as we knew it would. It's the Patriots, folks, and this is exactly what happens. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll start off with some absolute rock-solid fact. That's exactly what we're going to do. Article 21, Section 5B (laughs) of the NFL (laughs) NFLPA Collective Bargaining Agreement states that, quote, players are allowed at the club facility no more than four hours per day, no more than four days per week, and not during weekends. Murph, apparently a misinterpretation or misunderstanding of this rule has led us to where we are right now. The Patriots argued that these meetings were voluntary and that no attendance was taken, but ultimately the league disagreed with that. They used the CBA as the basis of its penalty. Patriots losing two days of OTAs, May 25th, May 30th, and head coach Bill Belichick hit with a five-figure fine of $50,000. Now, Murphy, in the grand scheme of things, this is not a major deal. I mean, penalties have been levied. The price is being paid. There's nothing to see here. But some are choosing to take a look at this a bit deeper, for better or for worse. And I'm not going to judge, but a lot of people are taking the Colonel Jessup approach. As they say in Few Good Men, there's a what is going on in Bravo Company right now. How does a right. team known for meticulous attention to detail, like the England Patriots, find itself on the sour end of these situations as of late. So the question is out there, bud. Is this a blemish against Bill Belichick? Is this Joe Judge's fault? Do we have a rat in the ranks when it comes to the Patriots locker room? Or is this all just a big misunderstanding? Murph, it's your ball first. Is this violation a reflection of something deeper
1: in the Patriots coaching room? Or is this much ado about nothing? It's much to do about nothing. I'm getting I, I'm disappointed, as a matter of fact, when <laughs> when when the news broke that that uh, this had happened. I, I, I honestly thought that um, that Bill had dropped a dime on himself to not have to practice in front of the media on Thursday <laughs> and <next> week. <laughs> And I, I, I thought it was, you know, they were padded up. Guys were hitting in the freaking you know, out on the fields. When I heard this was a special teams meeting infraction that, you know, they had two hours of special. That's a that's that's one day for every hour. Uh, I, I was I was disappointed. <laughs> I really was. Um I w- what I got a kick out of was was mostly Patriots fans saying, like, Yes, we're cheating again. Let's let's go tongue in cheek. And uh because we all know we're not gonna jump in there. But it is <laughs> it, it, it's much to do about nothing. Um I have no idea how uh how this got to the league, but it always gets to the league. It it really does. I mean, this is not the first time that a team has been uh been banged for um, for keeping keeping guys after class for hitting, uh, you know, being patty. You can go all the way back to the Seahawks in like 2017, and then you know Dallas got whacked with it two years in a row. Um, I I don't know who is calling the league office to let them know who's calling. Um, you know the uh, you know it could be a player rep anybody but it, it it's much to do about nothing and like i said i'm a little disappointed that it wasn't you know big round guys hitting each other you know as as we're waiting for uh um trying to get an early jump on some some chemistry with the with the wide receiver group <laughs> <laughs> well
0: before we get into what this means for the coaching staff moving forward and what it may mean for bill belichick and for joe judge because really to me that's the only pertinent Part of this that's still relevant yep. when it comes to the 2023 New England Patriots. Uh, this whole notion of a rat in the locker room. Uh, Murph, you and I are big fans of the Departed, and if Ooh. I could do the yeah. Jack Nicholson face where he talks about the rat sitting at the table with Leonardo DiCaprio, I would do that right now. I would absolutely show the clip if we had Jeez, the ability you to rat. do it. <laughs> One of the great scenes you'll ever see in a mob movie or really in any movie. But that's kind of how I feel right now when it comes to these discussions because. Two reporters that we hold in the highest regard, Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston, Jeff Howell of The Athletic, came out with some reports at the tail end of Thursday to kind of help shed some light on this situation and maybe quell this a little bit, saying that the NFLPA rep that came in and saw the postings for these meetings on the board, wherever they were posted, was there as a result of a routine visit? Apparently, yep. the NFLPA sends representatives to do this every now and then. So it's not a situation where he was tipped off in advance, or you know, there's any kind of espionage going on in the midst of the hallways yeah. of one Patriots place at Gillette okay. Stadium. So I'm more apt to believe this was simply just bad timing, bad interpretation of what happened. Okay. And the New England Patriots now find themselves, unfortunately, embroiled in wasn't I don't the a Raven say whining. A- yeah yeah Um, um, yeah, i'm just i'm you know what i'm not even going to touch that i'm just going to let that sit because you're absolutely right but bottom line when it comes to something like this folks and i talked about this yesterday on the pod you're talking the dallas cowboys the last two years um the houston texans the jacksonville jaguars the chicago bears the san francisco 49ers they've all been docked ota Days of practice. They've all been fined for violations. A lot of these are what has happened on the field pushing the envelope, letting these guys hit a little too early, bringing in the contact before it should be there. Things are going to happen of this type during this period, but because it's the Patriots, it's going to be magnified to the nth degree. And I think that's all you're seeing here. Uh, Folks, really, I mean, take these reports about there being a rat out there with a big grain of salt. Um, And, you know, a lot of it is for attention. And I think that's exactly what's what's happening here. But it's just it's sad because I think it distracts from what oh, this team really yeah. needs. And that is time on the field. They do does, need cohesion yeah. and they do need to be at work here. And that lends me quite nicely into my next question for you on this. But um, Bill Belichick obviously may be feeling a little bit more heat on his seat this year than in years past. I'm not saying he's on a hot seat at all. Right. Bill Belichick, I don't believe, is on the hot seat. But no but personally going to be more you know, right.
1: he's he's sitting himself down on a hot plate.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. How much do you think this derails his ability to regain that ultimate
1: control over the team that
0: really I don't think a lot of people believe he had last year.
1: Oh, I really don't. Man, he's he's still the man. He's still the face when he walks into the room. There's there's no there's in the locker room and on the field there's absolutely no questions whatsoever. Um, The only time you, that you get questions is when you, you turn on um, certain talking heads that, that come on the air between two and six o'clock at night. And the they are uh, terrible uh, carbon copies that, that are on from six until 10. It, it, it's ridiculous. It, I don't think it derails him at all. But Joe Judge will be picking up the tab at every dinner for the next 12 months that they share.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And that does lead me nicely into I know I said my next question. This is probably my last question of the segment. And I think we'll let this sit because believe me, folks, there are other things happening in Patriots Nation that Murph and I want to cover to bring you into your holiday weekend. But Joe Judge finds himself at the center of this for better or for worse. He's the name that's been attached to this. Greg Bedard of the Boston sports journal yesterday indicating that this was really where it came from. These were judge meetings um, and special teams workshops, I believe is how the league uh, referred to these. Joe had some difficulty last year. There was obvious tension between he and Mac Jones. Uh, I think that was much more palpable than the contrived difficulties that people wanted to fester between Bill Mm -hmm. Belichick and Mac Jones. I think this was a little bit more uh, overt when it came to the disconnect between Joe and Mac. Uh, He's got a reputation as being a tough guy to play for at times and whatnot. We heard stories coming out of Giants camp when he coached there. Um, Do you think this may lessen his credibility a little bit when it comes to the patriots players in that locker room because no special teams was very much undisciplined last year they need someone to
1: come in to light the ship someone these players trust can that still be joe judge yes it can be and it will be and it is um this goes to show how serious joe judge is about fixing the um the issue uh you know he he took and rightfully so a big hit uh in New York. And then, you know, it, it, he took a, another one where everybody kind of felt like he tuck tailed and run home to mama, um, <laughs> taking a job with the Patriots. Um, but it was obvious last year and the year before that, that special teams, uh, play had gone downhill quite a bit mm-hmm. that, uh, that, you know, not, not was all right in, uh, in the chicken coop there. And, and, you know, <laughs> Guys were running around with, with with no direction whatsoever, and Joe is trying to rein that in. Now, wh- whether you believe it or not, whether these meetings were mandatory or not, um, Joe is is going into this, you know, headfirst and is steadfast that he is going to to uh, to get everybody's ducks in a row, get those chickens in a row, and um and make sure that. The problems that the Patriots had, which you can you can pretty much blame two losses on mm. last year, oh, yeah. uh, if not more. But you can definitely get to two losses last year uh, on special teams play. That that's not going to happen this season. Mm. So you know, no matter what happens, you know, the, the it, Joe Judge is is a guy that is going to. Uh, Garner the respect that he deserves in that special teams room because we all know how good the special teams uh, uh, played under him before he went off to New York and before he decided to uh, become a quarterbacks coach, and <laughs> which just really, you know, just did not work out. Yeah. For lack of a
0: better term, folks, it did not work out. But I do agree with you on Judge. And look, if you want to find fault in his coaching style or his attitude or whatnot, there are plenty of people out there that will support that theory. But at the end of the day, if this guy is trying to get guys in the classroom, giving them optional meetings to attend and trying right. to help this team understand where they are and where they need to be on the field before they start hitting the practice fields for meaningful practices when it comes to the latter part of OTAs, mini camp, training camp, I don't see how you can fault a guy for doing that. This was a misunderstanding. It was unfortunate. Because it's the Patriots, it's going to be a bigger story than it really should be. Always. Um, But bottom line, at the end of the day, folks, this really is a much ado about nothing when it comes to competitive advantage or anything of that nature. Anyone telling you, and I said this here yesterday on Locked on Patriots, i say it again today. Anyone telling you this is a cheating scandal, it is not. Don't buy into it. Don't fall for the clickbait. This is not a cheating scandal. This was a rules violation. That was a very simple fix the patriots have already paid the price which Spygate was and move forward absolutely it, it wasn't was even a rules well. violation and the flake Gate That's... was a fabrication there. Right. so you Born know lies. yeah <laughs>
1: we're,
0: uh, we're we're looking at these uh, proverbial witch hunts um in new england right. and
1: unfortunately this is just another rung on the ladder it's not more than a two-word paragraph. It's the Dallas Cowboys doing it two years in a row or the, the Bears getting nabbed at it. It, it. It's the Patriots, so it's a two-day news cycle. You
0: know, for better or for worse, the Patriots need to move forward, and they are moving forward. A couple of interesting roster moves were on the agenda for late Thursday evening for your New England Patriots. As one man exits, another man enters. And Murph and I are going to talk about both new tight end Anthony Furkser. And unfortunately, the season-ending injury to linebacker Raquan McMillan. We'll be right back in a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots, a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, your first listen. And folks, we want your first listen. Coming back from the holiday weekend, to be locked on patriots because after all it is hashtag locked on murph monday and it is also hashtag mailbag monday that's right it's a holiday weekend but no days off here in foxborough we are still taking your questions your comments your concerns and definitely be sure to send those in pay close attention to the locked on patriots twitter account at lo underscore patriots murph's going to be soliciting questions i will be Anything and everything on your mind, whether it be Patriots offense, Patriots defense, Bill Belichick, mob movies, anything you want, (laughs) send them in. Murph and I are your subject matter experts on Monday, and we will do our very best to answer your questions and your concerns. So, definitely get those questions in, folks, for hashtag Mailbag Monday.
1: Watched a good one last night. Yeah, Sat sat back and I watched Thief last night. James Conn's Thief. James Conn. Great James Conn. Yeah. Michael Definitely. Man. It was yeah. just yeah, Late yeah. great. Thank you. Um mm-hmm. very much. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry. There we go. See, <laughs> this is what happens when you get us talking mob movies. Putting an Irish <laughs> and absolutely together. And we're gonna absolutely
0: we're gonna talk mob folks. Yeah, but well, bet. we'll, bet.
1: <laughs> we'll bet.
0: all right. In any case, buddy. Um the New England Patriots made a pair of roster moves yesterday. Uh, welcoming in a new tight end, and this kind of lends us very quite nicely into what we talked about on Monday. So we really yeah. are opening and closing the week bookend style here on Locked On Patriots. Uh, we'll start with the uh, the good news of the day. We always try to start with bad news. We'll start with the good news of the day, and that is tight end Anthony Ferxer signing with the New England Patriots. In the house, going to be wearing number 86, according to our good friend Mike Reese. Yep. Um, Ferkser's face may be familiar to some of you Patriots fans yeah. out there. You remember his touchdown catch, the Tennessee Titans coming in, 29 wild card win, Tom Brady's final game in the New England Patriots uniform. Yeah, it didn't end too well in New England that day, but uh, he's far from a stranger to the region, folks. Berkser is much more endeared than that moment. Playing his college football for the Crimson, absolutely. 12th all-time in the school's history in receptions, ninth Mm -hmm. in receiving yards, 6th in touchdown receptions. He can play, folks. He can be yeah. a solid tight end three. Yep. I like this signing. Murph, when you heard about are coming in yesterday, is this a move that you think uh, the Patriots needed to make at tight end, and what does yep. this mean for them moving forward now?
1: It immediately drags us back to Monday's show. Mm-hmm. All right. Frisker is an excellent blocking tight end. I mean, excellent folks. He's got an 80.3 blocking grade by pro football focus. Yeah, uh, that. that was the ninth best in the, in the, in the entire league for his position. Um, you know, adding him along with Kasaki that they brought back in in March is, is really um, is really going to be an upgrade for this, this tight ends room. Uh, this is a kid, as we said, he's a Harvard grad. You 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 don't just waltz into Harvard because you're a football player. The, you still have to make the grades there, and he did. You know, it, it, people always say the hardest thing about Harvard is getting in. This kid's smart. All right, <laughs> he likes to block. He does it well. And like I said, we were just talking about this. Who's going to be the blocking guy on uh, in twenty-two personnel? Who who is going to be the H-back guy that that? Um, the this team can depend on. He can line up in the backfield too. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely can. He absolutely can. And
0: he did so at Harvard. I know a lot of people are pointing out that he's taken more snaps in the slot lately. Hasn't been the blocking tight end in the NFL that a lot of people have
1: hoped for. Bulk up Son. Bulk up.
0: Yeah. He's been buried on depth charts as well. Even in Tennessee, you know, playing behind guys like John Smith but I go back to his time at Harvard University. And Tim Murphy, who's been their longtime head coach, very no big relation. history, very rich history. <laughs> no, no relation, but equal football IQ. I will point that oh, out. Thank you. Um, very rich history of molding some of these hybrid weapons that the Patriots yep. like to employ. We've seen other teams do it. Yeah, you know who's played under his tutelage, folks? Kyle Yushek, Cameron great. Yep. Two pretty good protégés right there. Tim Murphy has a tendency to like, he loves to run 12 personnel. I mean, there's no question about it. He's done it. The one back, the two tight ends, Bill O'Brien loves to do that as well. So I like the fit here. And I think he can be that H back that a lot of the Patriots fans have been looking for. Like you articulated Murph. Is that his niche here?
1: It is. It really is. It's going to be in, in that role. And he, he did learn it under a guy who knows how to teach it. Murph up there at, at at Harvard has to do these things. He has to get the most out of his best athletes. And he, he definitely identified this young man as one of his best athletes and used him in a myriad of ways.
0: Good stuff for the New England Patriots. And we'll see what uh, Furkser has in store when he hits the field uh, this mm-hmm. week coming up for the New England Patriots. But one guy will not be hitting the field for the new england patriots murph unfortunately is linebacker Raquan mcmillan this poor
1: um, sob oh my god
0: yeah um the season ended before it even began and this is unfortunately something that's happened a few times in his career uh suffered a partially torn achilles tendon during a recent ota session um placed immediately on injured reserve on thursday yep. have we seen the last of Raquan mcmillan in a patriots uniform because of this
1: Unfortunately, we probably have. Um, he, I do. I, I feel terrible for this kid. You know, um, with this, it's now two of the three seasons that he's been here. He's going to miss because of injury. Um, he had his uh, tore his ACL in his first training camp in 2021. Um, you know, it, and like I said, it, it, there's a chance that that he gets released with an injury designation if it, this is just not a major. But I can't. I can't see him playing anywhere else this year with this kind of injury, and I really don't think that uh, they're going to end up signing him to a new deal uh, mm-hmm. after this. He's just, you know, he missed his 27, uh, 2017 rookie season with the Dolphins because of injury, and and right now he's missed more than 60% of the time that he has been in the league. It, it's it's it, It's really unfortunate because this is a great kid and a good talent, and it's just, it, it's just terrible that his body keeps to betraying him in the way that it does. Yeah, without any question. Um,
0: and that begs the question now, the New England Patriots do have a hole in this linebacker core. I know they've got a lot of bodies to fill it. I look at veterans, Mac Wilson. I look at Chris Ward yep. now, all of a sudden, maybe getting another right. look at linebacker, not just being go. a solid special teamer, which I think that's going to be his primary focus. but. Guy we've talked about here a lot, Marte Mapu. Is this his opportunity yep. now to step up, be the off the ball guy that the Patriots expect him to be, and maybe turn some heads doing it?
1: Oh, sure, without a doubt, he was he was there uh, anyway, in my estimation. Um, but he he will get uh, more of a look here. I don't know if they bring in anybody else uh, or not. I mean, let, let's see. McMillan was was more of a special teamer than he was. Uh, uh, a linebacker that you would count on. He's the LB3 at his position. Yeah. All right. And that's let's just face facts. That's just the way it is. So no, um on the field, uh four three downs. Uh th- this is is not a huge hit because those guys were already there. Um mm-hmm. it, it's you know uh Jawan Bentley, Tavai, Wilson, now Mapu, Chris Board, uh Calvin Munson, Therese Hall, there, there are there are bodies there that are gonna be able to, to do what the Patriots were probably re- expecting out of McMillan. It's it's just more of a, a, a personal letdown because you know how hard the kid worked and has worked to come back from injury. And then just to have this happen again before he touches the field. Yeah, without
0: question. I'm glad you mentioned special teams because I think that's where Raquan really right. uh, carved out his role last year. And I think that's an excellent point to make Murph. Um, Two hundred and seventy-seven of four hundred and fifty-seven special team snaps, sixty point right. six percent. Uh he was a five unit special team or return right. and coverage teams, kickoff return and coverage, and then the field goal extra point blocking units. He's one, well, so.
1: he one of those guys that that, you know, the talking heads complain about why are you paying the special teamer so much money? Yeah. Because he's really good at it
0: yeah absolutely um and we all remember of course you know last year him getting his first touchdown and that was definitely a big moment for Raquan yep. and uh you know if this does unfortunately mean the end of his time in new england because raekwon is one of those guys that puts in 110 percent of his heart every time he puts on a uniform and unfortunately his body just hasn't been able to meet that type right. of determination and meet that type of dedication but The Patriots will continue to move forward, Murph, and we will continue to move forward here on Locked On Patriots. Again, folks, hashtag Mailbag Monday Monday. is how you send in those questions. Put that tag on Twitter or drop a note into the YouTube comment section. We definitely check those as well. Murph had a great poll on Austin Eckler last week from that YouTube section. So definitely, folks, be sure to use that as well as Twitter to send in all of your questions. But it's time to wrap things up here. Another week that was here on Locked On Patriots. We open and close it together, and I can't think of a better way to do it. In that vein, my friend, I want to thank you for all of your contributions this week to Locked On Patriots. Where would I be without my illustrious co-host? Got to love it. Monday through Friday, we always try to bring you the very latest coverage that we possibly can. I also want to give a tip of the cat nod to the gods to Claire Cooper, who joined me here yesterday. Her triumphant return to Locked On Patriots. Bottom line, continue to stay locked into Locked On Patriots. Get those questions in hashtag Mailbag Monday. And, of course, don't forget, it's Locked On Murph Monday. So before I let you go for the weekend, my friend, what can we look forward to in the coming days from the great pen, the great voice of Thomas Murphy, as we wait now uh, into next week for our next dose of Patriots coverage?
1: Well, I got a new piece up there at e2gsports.com. You can go check that out. Nice little Red Sox piece on uh, on the return of Adam Duvall. Duvall is mm. is is um, is uh, hinting that he will be back on June 9th. and I, you know, got into the uh, the entire rotation of how that's going to work with uh, with um, everybody that's been playing so well out there in the outfield. Jaron Duran's done some pretty good things. He's in a little bit of a slump, a little bit. Bit of slump right now, what <laughs> the whole team is. <clears throat> the whole team is, and other than that, on uh, on Wednesday next week of um, uh, of this calendar year, <laughs> sorry, on Wednesday, uh, Fitzy's going to be dropping by uh, nice. one Patriots place to sit down with me and Claire, and we're going to chop up everything that's going on uh, up there in Foxborough. And um, other than that, you can follow me on the Bird app at Team 207. Tip of the cap to Mark Schofield.
0: Definitely. And of course, as I always say, when it comes to Murph, when it comes to Claire, when they put voice to microphone, pen to paper, folks, it's appointment reading, it's appointment listening, it's entertaining, it's informative. What more can you ask for? Hopefully the same types of feelings you have when you listen and watch Locked on Patriots. And I know you do because they are regulars here, folks. Bottom line, it is always exciting, always entertaining, and always my honor and privilege to share the microphone with you, my friend. We're going to do it all again on Monday we look forward to it but in the meantime folks thank you for taking time out of your day out of your week to spend here on Locked On Patriots and a special special shout out to all of you everydayers out there we couldn't do the show without you thank you for all of your support continue to stay safe and stay well be the change you wish to see in the world on behalf of my good friend the monster master of disaster himself Thomas Murphy I'm Mike DeBate Have a great day and a great weekend, everyone. And we'll see you back here on Monday on Locked On Patriots.